With the scouts dispatched and the battle nigh, Octavia prepares to go to war. What will this battle bring? Will the dragon blood lines break? Or is this fight over before it begins? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by war with monsters for 15 years. Well, this is our Valentine's Day week episode technically technically it has already happened well it is still valentine's day week um yeah yeah right because sunday starts the starts the week unless you do one of those weird calendars that start monday and then have saturday and sunday at the end those kind of calendars always really throw me off but we made a key lime pie from scratch and Mm -hmm. it was a delicious delicious just to bring it back to food as we all want to do Always. Indeed. Yeah, it was really good. Had the meringue on top. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. I'd never made a custard pie before. Is it a custard pie? Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. Egg-based. Mm-hmm. Custard. We've been debating about doing a pecan pie. Would pecan pie be technically a pecan, custard? Because uh, it does have like a goopy thing underneath I don't know. it. But Maybe. I wouldn't really call that a custard per I think se. It might be. Is it egg-based? I don't know. I don't I've know. never made one. I've never made a pecan pie. I don't know if I like one. That's why we didn't mm-hmm, make it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons. I guess we should technically say it was not technically a key lime pie. It was just it was a, a Persian, li- it was a Persian pie. lime pie because we couldn't were not able to find key limes. But it was still very limey. Oh, it was so good. It was so good, everyone. Wow. It was so limey. Mm-hmm. It tasted so amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, Austin and I were talking about it and I can't remember the last time I had like a real homemade key lime pie. Like I'd mm-hmm. had those you know mass produced like catered key lime cheesecakes or whatever at like at events but mm-hmm. like a real legit homemade key lime pie it was great it was so good and it was so surprisingly easy it, it set up for us so like it was That's my big worry that yeah. we cut into it and it'd just be a pudding in there but no it was nice and we blind Solid. baked the crust which we've never done before yeah, it was awesome which we did not have the proper blind baking beads so we well, used rice before those were invented people used you know, rice and beans, so. Well, I think we it did. We did it the traditional we did. way. I do think it slightly affected the baking, though, because of the density of the rice versus all the air being able to get around the beads. Yeah. It was still, it, it worked was still out. more it than was edible. Great. So, that was delicious. That we was also good. made pad thai from scratch, mm-hmm. which was also delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, we great. feasted. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> we, we had a lot. We really feasted. It was great. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then we had had cinnamon rolls for breakfast, so mm-hmm. it was just a day of delicious food. Day of food. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you can't go uh, out, you bring the restaurant. Yeah. Home. And it was so fun too, like making things together because these were recipes that neither of us had had made before. Mm-hmm. So it was really you know a fun new experience for both of us and super memorable. We're cooking all day. Mm-hmm. Cooking up a storm. Absolutely. And poor mm-hmm. Pudge, he was he was just. The dog. Oh, yes, that is our dog. He just wanted, he wanted everything. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, please. Everything, yeah. Please drop something. I don't care what it is. It smelled. I will eat good. it. It it smelled so good and it was delicious. Fishy and chickeny and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And we have leftovers. Yeah. That's a, the best part. She's probably going to eat <laughs> here in eat. about an hour yeah. when we finish. <laughs> so if you hear our tummies rumbling, if there's a giant monster in the background, you'll know that that sound is actually our tummies rumbling. Maybe. maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> oh, no, a the, terrasse pops out of the ground. That's to the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a mm. land shark. No, I'm I'm usually good at cutting those out because believe me, my t- my stomach has rumbled on <laughs> on you know recordably before, and I'm like, oh. You should keep those clips <laughs> for like when it's a storm and just insert oh them gosh. as like thunder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really have funny. the foresight for that or the <laughs> patience. Oh man, oh, I love it. Mm. that'd be pretty funny though. it would it would be really funny yeah. and then our dog uh he's he's very uh he has anxiety and so Dumb. he like well he's very he's not the most intelligent of creatures uh but he basically has to be with us 24 7 and so yeah. he's um y- you know in his little dog bed right here by our recording setup and he's one of those dogs that like grumbles when he's happy and does like like it's he's just like grumbling makes little weird grumbling sounds and if those are ever picked up, those would also be really good thunder. Yeah, I try to cut all that stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if we could just leave this poor dog alone for literally an hour. Nope. But no. I think we, the both of us left to go pick up some takeout that we had ordered. Um, and we were gone for probably like 15 minutes, both of us. And this poor, poor creature thought that the rapture had happened and we were never coming home. Because when we did eventually return... His world was shattered. He was freaking out. Because he was like, I thought you were never coming back. <sighs> so, yeah. Poor he's guy. A, he's, a, he's a dog. Separation anxiety to the max. But it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cute when he follows you around for the first 15 minutes. And then you're like, please, dog, give me like five feet of space. You don't need to follow behind me literally every step. <laughs> he's Just worse go, than the cats. Like, lay down. In your bed. No, the cats are fine. The cats don't really care if we're around or not as long as they get fed. Well, I mean, the, I mean they do. The they, intertwining they around your, your feet yeah. thing, that's usually like a cat stereotype. It's like, oh my goodness. I know. This oh. dog. Thankfully, he's super duper cute. He's, he, he he's is cute. Adorable. He's a good boy. He doesn't have too many too many issues. But man, you cannot leave him mm-hmm. alone at all. He so also he, has so much energy. He is 15 years old and he basically has as much energy as a puppy i just want him to sleep in his bed in the floor lower yeah we could just say hey buzz why don't you sleep here we're gonna go upstairs for an hour (laughs) to record this episode we will come back in an hour (laughs) you will not miss us at all because you will just sleep as you're doing up here too he 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 will not he will realize that we are gone come to the bottom of the stairs and whine Mm -hmm. and whine wine mm-hmm. but he's a good boy creatures man <laughs> goodness <laughs> yep goodness <laughs> I, I i like him but i'm also like yes self self-sufficient cats are i i see their appeal yeah. even more so now yeah yeah well he he's the dog that i got when i was 11 um and because he has the separation anxiety he was staying with my parents um, you know, when I went off to, to grad school and had a day job and things like that, because as, as you heard, he can't be alone for even like a minute. Um, but now that we're working from home, he came back to stay with us, which has been great because it's like 
He's my childhood dog. I've been alive longer with Pudge being in existence than I have without him, which is kind of weird to think about. Mm-hmm. But so he's great and I love him. But man, Pudge. He is high maintenance. <laughs> he's, yeah. He takes after his mom in a lot of ways. High maintenance. <laughs> Taking some of my less great qualities. Ooh, man. Oh. But happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, we, we should probably get to it. Yeah. I've been really excited for to play this these next couple sessions and things. Whew. So you have just gone to sleep. The night before you lay on an assault against the Dragonblood forces camped out. In the small village, in a choke point outside of Stagpine, so you can march further on and hopefully finish this war. You just rescued the the army from a group of scouts who may have alerted them to your presence, but luckily you caught up to them and stopped them, or else the the, the battle ahead may have been more difficult. Um, so you are you are going to bed. Is there anything you do before you go to bed? I probably cast Heroes Feast just one more time so that uh, Antony and Carhoon and I and the Captain Grisham and everybody have just, uh, you know, some more temp HP. HP. Okay. You can you can do that and distribute the uh, foods to, you know, the allotted amount of individuals. How many temp HP did you get? <laughs> Only 10. 10 pretty good. But hey, better ten, than nothing. 10 is not bad. Not gonna, not gonna sniff it. Ten extra hit points. No way. On a big battle day. So, and so you yeah, also she's have... just like frisbeeing donuts throughout. Yeah, yeah. And that also gives you what advantage on wisdom saves. I think becomes immune to poison and being frightened and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. Cool. Wow, right. that's I'd been focusing on the temp HP point part. Yeah, and... That's nice. Advantage wow. on wisdom saves is solid. And becomes immune to poison and being frightened. Mm-hmm. Because I would imagine that there are going to be some creatures in here which are probably pretty scary. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, awesome. maybe. And these benefits last for 24 hours. 24 hours. All right. So you eat up. Nom, nom, nom. Have a late late night snack. You know, heavy carbs right before battle. Yep. No, no, no biggie. You'll be fine, surely. Uh, Carhoon is already getting, you know, bedded down. Takes a snack. Puts his nightcap on. I forgot you wore a nightcap. Goes to sleep. It was one of those like super long night shirts that are like blue and white striped, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and what color is the nightcap? Uh, the same. It's, it's uh, nice... also striped. Yeah. I was imagining for some reason a bright red one. Nope. Yeah, it matches his, the rest of his jammies. <laughs> little jammies set. Oh, little so jammies. Funny. Little cartoon jammies. Oh. Anything else you do to prepare? No, I, I think that's it. That's it. All right. You know it's going to be an early morning, so you get all bedded down as well and try to get some sleep. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw as you are again racked by horrid, horrid nightmares. Oh, right. So I do have a question. No. <laughs> I have no questions. the Warcaster feat. No questions, Which please. gives me advantage on constitution saving not throws. A con- that gives you advantage on concentration checks. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to use a luck point. Okay. Would this be considered before, after, or during my long rest? 
I mean, this is kind of dur- during. Okay. So if I you use haven't luck- re- regen them, I haven't regen them. Okay. So if you use them all, you don't have any. So if I use one now, and then I wake up, does that one that I use now regen? Um, sure. Okay. Fifteen. Yep. You you get a fitful night of sleep. Oof. But yeah. it is a full full night and full, everything. Full long rest. Yep. Alrighty. You get your your stuff back. And morning doesn't even come yet, uh, but you are kind of roused by some, uh, like, soldier, page, run around, a squire, who's, it, it seems like a group of them are kind of rousing the camp because you're waking up before the crack of dawn so that you can be marching into battle around the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. So somebody pokes their head into your, into your tent whisper stage whispers like hey get up it's time to go the uh the 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 governor needs to to see you up at up at the front okay you know, i gotta go and all right sounds good thanks starts off carhoon wakes up as well from from his uh vantage point the crickets are still cricketing the sun has not begun to rise it is still very dark it's probably like 4 a.m and uh he starts you know he lazily yawning not lazily but you know yawning rubbing the sleep out of mm-hmm. his eyes standing up strapping on his his armor and gear and and whatnot walks outside grabs a cup of coffee from a fire right it's like when you a get percolator a super early to go to the airport like, or something uh slaps his cheeks a few times mm-hmm. but gets ready to go okay what do you do i will also get up um get all you know suited up Put on my, you know, ever ice breastplate and get all my get all my fancy jewelry on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I'll make sure that Carhoon has that cloak, has his elven cloak, and I have the boots. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. point of order for that. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll sling on my cloak and follow him out. Okay, you do so. The two of you get all set up and you can see as you step out that the rest of the the camp is abuzz with activity. People tearing down their tents, breaking their camps, uh, getting their their armor on, mounting up, etc., etc., doing some calisthenics to warm up. Mm -hmm. And the two of you make your way to the uh, command tent near the front of the place and step inside and you do see uh, Grisham and the governor both standing there, strapped up, ready to go. In their nice, fancy, important people armor, which is slightly <laughs> right. nicer and fancier than the rest of everybody's armor. Octavia will have uh, grabbed a cup of coffee as well. She takes it definitely very sweet and with a lot of milk. Mm. Um, and as she's following Carhoon to the governor's tent, before she walks in, um, she'll be like, you go in ahead uh, without me. Give, me. give me just a second. What are you doing? I'm, I'm just going to ask a question. Oh. I thought I told you you should stop doing that. I I know, but I did I did alert the the higher beings to this question ahead of time, so yeah, they've had time to prep. I mean, I for guess that. so. So I didn't. Th- I'm not springing this one on God. This through. <laughs> God has had time to think about this question. <laughs> Fine. Just be quick. Okay, sounds Please. good. Have no time to waste. And um. Octave is going to kind of uh, like dart around the corner of of the tent to maybe not be you know quite in the main thoroughfare. I'm imagining it's kind of like a multi 
like a lot of angles type of thing. Um, so she'll go behind one of the corners and she'll take a quick seat and she will cast divination as a mm-hmm. ritual. How long does the ritual take? It does take about 10 minutes, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. Just use a spell slot. <laughs> no. Somebody comes over and just like, hey, wake up. Starts shaking you. Wake up. Hey, come on. Just, you got to get going. I just smack him with my multiple staffs. Stop it. Oh, hey. Um, 10 minutes. Wow. Okay. So you're just sitting out here mumbling for 10 minutes. Yep. As this army is preparing for war. I'm also preparing for war. Sure you are. Sure you are. Uh, ten minutes pass. What do you do? All right. I, as the, you know, ten minutes pass and I feel the, the spell having been cast. Um, and I feel that feel that connection to, to Carastus, to Absalon. Um, Octavius, like, is, is Antony going to survive today? Nope. No. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, he's totally dead. Uh, you see a vision. Your vision goes black. And you see, uh, just for the sake of keeping with my insect metaphors, maybe like a bug that has Antony's face on it. Oh, that's kind of so creepy. And it's standing in uh, darkness with a pool of light shining down like a spotlight on a stage. And your vision kind of retracts and, and zooms out, and you see that it is not standing on a, a stage, but it's standing on like a palm of somebody's hand. And then your vision goes back even further, and the lights come up, and you see that hand is attached to a body, and that body is attached to a head, and that head has your face. And then your vision goes away. Oh my gosh. Okay. And you look like an ant as well. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> because again, apparently, I really like bug metaphors. So, I like Aunt Judy, or which aunt am I? <laughs> He's just rolling his eyes at me. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, fifteen okay. minutes pass. You awake from your reverie. <gasps> you can hear people being like, "Where?" I, Car- you can hear Carhoot's voice. I don't. She said she needed a minute, and it's. I'm sorry. It's been like fifteen. I know we're kind of on a crunch here, and if you know this battle fails because we were fifteen minutes too late, I'm really sorry. But you know, that's she said she needed to do something. <laughs> Octavia will get up, walk into the tent, and be like, "People are still getting ready, so it's like, it's not just me. Um, you know, you're not just a common foot soldier here. True. We, you, we are the tip of the sphere. Sphere. Spear." You know those tips of those spheres. Spheres have many tips. <laughs> like the they corner have, of, a, of a round room. If you think about it, they have an infinite number of tips. Ooh. Kind of. The Go- tip of the s- sphere. Governor, what's his name? PhD. Hakon. Governor Hakon. Remember PhD. My name. Sorry. We don't have PhDs here. This is a fantasy world. <laughs> we have like one university and it's devoted to magic, so. Actually, we might have two. I'd have to look at my notes again. But we don't have time for that. All we have time for is fighting. All right. I'm I'm ready to go. Are you finally? I am finally ready, yes. You don't need another 20 minutes? Uh, it only took 10, and yes, I'm good. It took at least, like, a few, because I vision, you know, time. That's true. Anyways. Glad to see you're up, and Adam, and ready to go. This is it. Uh, as soon okay. as the, the rest of the, the forces are ready, we're marching you will be up with us on your horses right. whose names i have already forgotten maud and whatever you named your horse daisy i do daisy, believe that's right daisy and maud uh good names for war horses not something cool like 
Shadow Facts. What was Aragorn's horse name? Something oh, cool. it was. Oh, yeah, because it was what's his name's horse. It's what's his name's horse? Oh, I, I do not remember. Not you know, a cool noble name, Daisy and Maud. That's fearsome, what, fearsome that's, names. That's why I picked them because sometimes the usual is more terrifying than the unusual. Well, Someone I'm, would expect, you know, a, a magnificent name, but I feel like if you're like, "Oh, Daisy's coming for you," that's almost a little bit more terrifying because it's less cliche. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll tell all of the goblins the name of your horse. <laughs> right. So it will be definitely. We'll broadcast com- that common vernacular in the stories of this battle to in come in front of everyone. Uh, yeah, so you two will be up with us leading the fight with the uh, the rest of the, the shields as the uh, sort of phalanx to break through the front lines. Our first objective is to do just that, break through the front lines so the bulk of our forces can actually get to the town, liberate it, and, you know, secure it so we can have safe passage moving okay. through. So that is, that's what we need to do. So make whatever peace you need to make. Do whatever preparations, but we're moving out in like fifteen minutes. All right, sounds good. And then is it how long of a how far of a <laughs> how far of a drive? How long of a ride is it to the front lines? We'll be there in about an hour. Okay, sounds good. All right, we'll see you out there. All right, and you as well. She does the cool like the forearm clasp thing. Uh, yeah. So you have you know like. 15, 20 minutes to do any last minute preparations. Uh, your horses are all saddled up and ready to go. They've got their, you know, barding on, flying the colors of stag pine and Cahoon's sharpening his axe, getting ready, all right. giving a few practice swings. Mm-hmm. He accidentally takes out a couple squires walking by. <laughs> oh, oh, no! Shoot! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Octavia will also just kind of do some stretches, mm. like... Because she's never really, I mean, having this kind of prep time is weird. A lot of times she's just kind of been thrown into battles. So this anticipation, you know, she's not really kind of used to this. So she definitely has has some nerves. Mm-hmm. So as, as you guys do your last preparations, the army uh, forms up behind you in, in relatively short order. It was well on its way when you... Uh, started casting your ritual and now, you know, the tents are broken down, the fires are put out, people are forming up into the ranks, everybody's armored up and and limbered up and awake and ready to go. So, everybody forms up. Are you doing any more buffs? Nope, I was just kind of, you know, rereading Heroes Feast, trying to make sure that I have all of that, you know, in my mind. Mm -hmm, Um, But mm -hmm, if it takes mm -hmm. an hour to get there, I'm not doing any more buffs right at this point. Sounds good. Karun mounts up on Maud. You swing up on Daisy right up to the front, and you can see in front of these, you know, platoon squadrons of of armed individuals ready to fight. There is a whole like section of of this cal- cal- cavalry, 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 all bearing the holy symbols of Fenor, notably the the shields of Fenor, a paladinic mm-hmm. order. Uh, who are going to be riding out in the front with you to break through the the, f- the bulk, the front of the, the forces to break that line so that people can get through and get inside. Uh, they form up sort of a echelon V formation with you, Karun, 
uh, Grisham and Governor Hakon in the lead. As oh. the tip of the sphere. As the tip of the sphere. The name of the episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> right there. Um, Writes itself. At the at the forefront, banners flying high. Mm. It's cracking in the wind. Like, you can hear it, yeah. It's like the almost slow motion of the deep breaths of the horses. Ugh, getting chills just thinking about mm-hmm. it. Everybody, long sword still sheathed, because mm-hmm. I guess you have to ride for yeah. an hour. So you're standing at the the front of this uh, of this army, and the governor pulls his horse out in front of the assembled troops, and he he says to the lot of them, "Now, I'm not one for speeches, so I'm going to keep this short. Today, we embark upon a a great crusade toward which we have striven." For many, many months, the eyes of Moir are upon us. The hopes of the free people of Moir are with us in the company of all people gathered from across this great land. We seek to bring about the destruction of this dragon blood force, this tyranny that has oppressed our people for 15 long years. Come with me. Fight bravely, that we may once again bring peace and freedom to this land. And he raises his sword, goes down the line. It's like, yeah! People cheer. And then he forms back up, raises his sword, and a lot of you begin trotting forward. Maud and Daisy just fall into line. They're basically driving you at this point. And you can hear the uh, marching behind you as you begin on the road to battle. The hour seems to take longer mm-hmm. than an hour mm-hmm. typically would. No one's talking. No one's passing the time. Everyone's uh, very somber, very focused on the goal ahead. You at the front, uh, you know, you see this nice rolling plains, the forest up to your north, the swamp coming up on your south, and after about 50 or so minutes, you start to see on the horizon the town of Arkans Crossing. It's just a blur at first, and it takes a while for it to really come into vision, and you can feel people tightening their hands on their hilts and doing up the straps of their armor one last time as you make your final approach you can start to see in front of you across this plain in front of this city uh, there, there is gathered trenches and various blockades and you uh, you know Hakon turns to you and he says well this is it this is the final approach they're going to see us any moment now as soon as we hear their alarms go off that's it. We're going. Okay. I hope you're ready. I think I am. I hope this... I hope everyone's ready. Uh, so, yeah, you continue marching up, and it only takes a few more minutes. As we're kind of marching up, Octavia's going to reach over to Carhoon, um, and <laughs> I feel like he's probably kind of far away, because we're both on horses, but she'll be like, hey, uh, can you reach out your hand really quickly? Yeah. 
uh, and she'll kind of tap him on the back of the hand, and she's going to cast Freedom of Movement on him Mm -hmm. in preparation, and it lasts for an hour, so that's why I waited to cast it. Okay. What's it do? So Freedom of Movement... um, if he is willing, is he willing? No. <laughs> yeah, of course. His movement is unaffected by difficult terrain. Spells and other magical effects can mm. either reduce the target's speed nor cause the target to be paralyzed or restrained. Cool. The target can also spend five meet of f- five meet five, five meet. feet of movement to automatically of escape from non-magical restraints such as manacles or a creature that hasn't grappled. Mm. And if he were underwater, he'd be able to move as normal, but. I mean, I guess there is a river, a so river. he could just kind of drag people down if he wanted and swing away. But just kind of in case there's, you know, grapply creatures or, or things like that, he'll be able to just kind of hulk out of it. All right. There's a few more. You cast this and people continue moving, sort of quickening their pace. There's a few tense minutes as, you know, the city, the town more likely gets closer and closer, growing on the horizon. And finally, when you get within pretty, pretty clear eye shot, you hear several horns blow out, uh, echoing across these plains as the forces encamped in this town detect your approach. As these horns go off, several things happen at once. Um, so as, um, kind of right after she taps Carhoon's hand and seeing, you know, really having that final last, um, you know, breath before, uh, you know, we dive into this battle, she kind of looks ahead and she starts to cast Druid's Grove onto the front lines. How long does that take? Ten minutes. It takes ten minutes to cast? I don't... Okay, what's it do? What's the range of it? Oh no, the range is touch! Oh no! Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to get that one off. No, that was my whole plan! Poo. Okay, never mind. Alright. Alright, no. Scratch all of that. Scratch all that, sorry. Nope, totally Maybe fine. You can get there at, at some other point. Uh, so you hear these horns blow out from the town, and you can see some watchtowers up in front of, like, the front gate of this this town. And a few things happen. Uh, as soon as these horns ring out, Hakon lifts his sword to the air, turns to the army, and says, This is it! Victory or death! And he brings it down and shouts, Charge! And everyone starts running forward. At the same time, your horses take off astride uh, Hakon's and Grisham's with these paladins forming a nice V shape behind you. Gloom, gloom, gloom. Galloping over the plains. You see the forces ahead of you swarming. Uh, kind of, you, you did seem to catch them by surprise, but there are still a lot of them and mm. they are still moving pretty quickly, rushing out to meet you. Pouring out of trenches dug in front of this town and just like rising up on the battlefield to meet you before you can get to the gate. You can hear the course, uh, you know, shouts of orders in multiple different languages and, uh, you know, feet trampling on the ground, dragon blood, banners being raised, and arrow strings being drawn. How are we going to do this? 
Well, you find yourself charging towards this army, and you find this other army charging to meet you. Uh, Hakon lifts his sword again and brings it down, and you see a volley of arrows just fly over through the sky above you, uh, landing with thuds into the the bulk of this force oncoming. Some of Mm -hmm. them bury themselves into the ground. Some of them bury themselves into the charging enemy forces. There's only time for about one volley, and you can see, uh, you know, not quite as organized, but a lot of other uh, projectiles starting to be flung from the opposing sides mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. towards your group. So, here's how this happens. All right. I'm I've, very excited. I've had to think about this a while because. Uh, we'll, we'll take a break from the drama for a second. 5e is best handled in D&D in general, most editions really. is not a game designed to simulate large-scale battles between huge armies. It's best done with a small group of heroes against a smallish group of enemies. So figuring out how to do something like this is best handled on a more micro-scale where you're not looking at the battle at large. You're, you know, kind of moving through smaller pieces Mm -hmm. of it and there are there are rules for like there are optional rules for like handling stuff like this but they're kind of the i'm not no comment not not a huge fan just because that's not what this system is designed to do and that's that's totally fine but being as how large scale battles are a staple of epic fantasy and this campaign has been based around a war they mm-hmm. had to figure something out. So we're going to try a few things. We're going to see how it works, and we're going to see if it's fun. Awesome. And if it's not, I'm sorry. And if it is, great. I think it will be regardless, because, you know, trying something new, and this is just cool. I mean, this because this is kind of what we've been building towards mm-hmm. for, you know, two years in, you know, real human time and, you know, decades in Moir, and it's, it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you find yourself... On the back of a horse. You look to your right, you see Carhoon. You look to your left and you see Governor Hakon and, and Grisham. Weapons drawn, galloping alongside. You see this army of uh, creatures in, in armor all bearing this dragon blood symbol, the fiery uh, the fiery wings around a teardrop of blood emblazoned, some more crudely than others, on shields and chest mm-hmm. pieces and you know, things like that. Uh, shouting as they run to clash. You see in front of you a whole, a whole big old swarm. Big old swarm of, of, of bad things. And I say swarm, that's effectively how I'm gonna treat this. So we're gonna use it. We're gonna, we're gonna do a few things here. You know right now as a Grisham and Hakon have told you that your main objective first is to break through these lines. Right. To clear a path for the rest of the army to break through. So am I trying to break a line, like, literally through it? Yeah, you're basically... So what what I've done is I have a blank battle map. I have Carhoon and Octavia at one end, and I have taken every token I have (laughs) and scattered it across the battle map on the other side. So... It's, uh, you know, a small chunk of the army that is rushing forward to meet you. Mm-hmm. Now, because I do not want to have statistics for every one of these, we are going to treat them as a little thing that I loved from 4th edition. These are minions, which means uh, they take a hit, they go down. 
Okay. Basically, any damage dealt to them is is death. If they fail on a saving throw, death. If they succeed, they take no damage. Okay. Uh, minions are great for kind of simulating something like this. I have given them some basic stats, and the army as a whole is going to be rolling attacks against you rather than individual you know, creatures, because that's just too much bookkeeping. Awesome. So basically, your goal here is to ride forward and take out as many of these creatures as you possibly can. Okay. Clear the field. Awesome. Cut a path through. Okay. So you, uh... I am death, and you are the wheat about to meet my sickle. So, your mighty steeds gallop across this land. The enemy army rises up and charges forward to meet you. You're going to clash with them in about six seconds. Okay. So we're going to have you roll initiative. Okay! You're going to roll for you and Carhoon. We're only going to focus on you, and we're going to assume that everyone else in your army is doing similar things, but we're not actually going to deal with them. Sounds good. Makes sense. All right. Octavia rolls a 14. Carhoon rolls a natural 20 for a 22. It is. The two of you. Carhoon is uh, effectively up first, riding up astride. Maud pulls his hands up, and the horse just keeps going. He's got his axe in both hands. And, uh, okay. Let's, let's, let's do this. So, how far can he get on Mod? Uh, Mod is a warhorse. So, I think like probably 40 to 60 feet, something like that. 60 feet. All right. All right. So, he is going to move forward on Mod. <laughs> and he is going to whisper to Mod, you know, charge it, charge at that one. And he is going to run forward on Maud to kind of even surround himself with some of these minions. And Maud is actually going to do a hoof attack. Okay. Before that happens, uh, Maud rushes forward. And as these armies begin to clash, the uh, front line of this enemy force like lowers their spears oh, and Oh, yeah. Like trun, trun. I don't know what it's called. So, uh, have Carhoon roll an animal handling check to oh, keep okay. Maud, like, in line. Because Maud is a warhorse, but running into a wall of spears is pretty terrifying. So, make sure he can keep Maud going straight. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, okay, yep, that's fine. So, okay. Maud, Carhoon, you know, grabs the reins real quick and makes sure that Maud is going where Maud mm. needs to go. Mm. And Maud, the experienced steely horse that it is. Uh, rushes into this oncoming wall. There is going to be an attack made. Uh, does a 21 hit Carhoon? Yes. Alright. Carhoon is going to take a little bit of damage. Alright. Carhoon takes five points of piercing damage as a spear kind of glances off his shoulder, uh, but he shrugs it off and continues the onslaught. Please continue. All right. So, you know, after Maud kind of steeled herself again and was willing to, you know, charge forward, you know, towards this terrifying, uh, you know, group of creatures who want to, you know, not be nice to her, she is going to kind of rear up a bit and, you know, with her big, big four hooves, try to. Okay. Maud's not going to. Mod is a mount. Oh, okay. Mod moves. That's that's what mod. Oh, does. is that it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I would have just to just to keep things simple. Moved up there then. 
All right. I mean, Carhoon could like forego his action to have Mod attack. No, that. But Mod's not like an independent creature. No, totally fine. I had just pulled up the warhorse and wasn't mm-hmm. sure, so no worries at all. So uh, he's going to go to a slightly different spot than knowing knowing what he does know now, and he is going to swing from the back of Mod with his giant great axe. Okay. It's an 18 hit? Yes. Okay, awesome. So do I even roll damage? Uh, you can if you want to, but effectively a hit is is just going to take it down if you want to keep it moving since there's so many of these Sounds things. Sounds good. And so he's adjacent to another creature, and so he's going to use his second swing on that one. Natural 20. Yep. <laughs> yep. I feel like it just maybe, <laughs> like, does it burst and hit one of the ones behind it or <laughs> something? <laughs> eh? No. Eh? Eh? Natural 20! <laughs> All right, and that is what Carhoon does. Okay, so you are astride, Carhoon. Your turn. Oh. You see him crash into these just like a millisecond ahead of you and with two mighty swings, cleaves of his axe. Two dragon bloods go down. Okay. All right, Octavia is going to ride halfway towards halfway towards the swarm Mm -hmm. and she's going to hold out Oculus staff in her one hand and she's going to cast shillelagh on it as a bonus action and then as her action all of a sudden all around her uh, she starts to get like warm and you see the air around her starting to kind of like shimmer with heat and she has cast a fire shield on herself. Okay. Sounds good. Is that your turn? That's my turn. That is your turn. All right. The army goes. Uh, There's going to be some attacks levied towards you and some attacks levied towards Carhoon. So, against you first, does a 15 hit? Nope. All right. Against Carhoon. That's not... That's an 11. That is also That also does not hit. Um, so... You know, this is, these attacks represent an amalgamation of all sorts of, you know, maybe someone, you know, tries to take a, a swing as, as you walk by, maybe an arrow gets lobbed in your direction, uh, just sort of all, all of the combined creatures around trying to hit you. Now, I do have a question. No. <laughs> if this is a combination of, like, ranged attacks and melee and things like that, my mm-hmm. fire shield automatically does damage whenever someone hits me with melee. Yes. It, so, so you're not close enough for anyone to hit you with melee right oh, now, okay. and no one hit you anyway. So. Oh, that's true. But I was just curious because if it, if we weren't differentiating, I wanted to. If you're within melee, it will, you know, it can work. But cool if you're not, sounds good. Which you're not right now. All right. So the army collectively tries to uh, take you down. They are not successful this time. You can see around you the rest of this uh, force crash into the waves of uh, dragon blood monsters in front of you. You can see off to your left just this uh, horde of paladins on bright, shining white steeds just run rampant through this army. Big flashes of light going off as they smite their way through. So cool. I feel like we see like lots of moonbeams coming down and like some some other things like that. Yeah, just crazy paladin yes stuff. sacred flames just like crackling through the air uh yeah but at the same time you can also see you know some of these 
you know, this this army is composed of all sorts of creatures. You know, there are orcs, there are goblins, there are kobolds, there are minotaurs, there are weird frog people, there are weird fish people, there are rat people, there are, you know, bear people, there are all sorts of, all, all manner of sundry individuals. And, you know, they are definitely giving back as good as they are getting just mm. through sheer number of them. You know that you you might have an advantage in terms of, like, magical prowess and training, but they just have sheer overwhelming numbers. Mm-hmm. And you know this isn't even the bulk of their forces, but it is quite a lot. With that, uh, Carhoon is up again, working his way through. Okay, he is he's gonna do again what Carhoon does so well, and he's going to move forward again, just kind of being the tip of the sphere and you know, just just kind of you know, digging through. Mm-hmm. Alright, swing number one. Mm-hmm. That's a natural one. Uh that's gonna miss. Okay. Swing number two. Twenty-four. Twenty-four hits. Yeah, for for the sake of this, I mean, I'm I'm not going to draw crit cards because these are sense. one hit one yeah. hit KOs. And yeah, if you crit fail, you might have some disadvantage. But well, he he did a twenty and a one, so I guess they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. All right, and then his third swing, which he got when we leveled up, seventeen to hit. Yep. All right. See Carhoon going ahead, just shoom, 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 cutting through this like a hot knife through butter. It's your turn. All right. I am going to... Also, worth noting, the the actual, like, minis up here, they are slightly beefier minis. Okay, yeah, so he has all of his, like, flat disc tokens out there, but then a bunch of other, um, you know, actual minis, a lot, a lot fewer, but mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, those are, those would be, you know, like, captains of that, you know, probably... Not, not quite captains, or... but just slightly beefier. People who hit the gym twice as much as everybody yeah, else. Yeah, 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 the real gym rats. <laughs> These are all the jocks. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this is it is Octavia's turn. Mm-hmm. She, you know, whispers down to Daisy, "We're gonna do this," and she's going to try something. It fails. <laughs> she is going to skirt. She's going to have Daisy dash, mm-hmm. and she is going to skirt all the way to the side of this contingent mm-hmm. until she's kind of right in the middle. Okay, I mean, you'll, you'll take some up op- an opportunity attack. Okay, how many? Like two or three, you would think, or one or two? I'm going gonna, gonna to take one. Okay. Oh, for sure. That sounds definitely fair. So, in order to simulate the randomness of battle, I am rolling a d20 as normal, but instead of a constant attack bonus, I'm rolling a d8. Oh. So it'll be a d20 plus a d8. Because maybe, you know, a tiny, weak goblin is stabbing at you, and maybe a giant ogre with a club is stabbing at you. I like that. That's really cool. for the damage, I am rolling a d6, and that's how many d4s worth of damage you will take. That's really cool, bud. I like rolling dice, so if I get an excuse to roll more, I'll do it. And I like the randomness of it. It's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> and I rolled a one of my d8, so that's a total of two. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, so you run through you some some stabs are taken at you, but you manage to to get through and actually roll me an animal handling check as well as you bust through this line of spears. Twenty eight. Yep, you're fine. All right. You guide Daisy through. Yeah, that's why she wants to whisper and be like, "I know it's scary because we're we're gonna go right in, but I think that this is going to help." Daisy's got this. Daisy's calm, cool. Yeah, and Daisy's Daisy's super chill. All right. So I am going to cast Tidal Wave, and it creates a wave that is 
30 feet long and 10 feet wide. And I just kind of want to, like a, just like, river comes out from nowhere. Okay. 30 feet wide. 30 feet long and 10 feet wide. That's why I moved because it's... It's fine with me. Just choose your uh, 10 foot strip. All right. Um, let's do... Does it start on you? It has a range of 120 feet. Okay. So I guess you can kind of put it... Okay, yeah. I'm actually going to do it right in front of Carhoon. All right. So you, right off to the left, you summon a wave of water in the middle of this army, catching four of these foot soldiers in there. I'm going to make four saves. All right. And these are, I guess, they're they're deck saves. So I guess it might not matter. There are three regular minions and one beefy minion. Yeah, I wanted to get try to get some beefy ones in there. It was a 13 save. Fail. Okay, so two fail. Three fail. The three regular ones fail. Nice. And the advanced one does a 20 save. It does, unfortunately. Right. So that one steals itself. Let's the water wash over it, and it remains standing. All right. But you wash away three little minions. Nice. Um, yeah, and that's it. She's going to remain, um, actually, she's going to go further in and kind of taunt and try to get some more of these minions to attack her because she knows that she has this erupting flame that will, you know, kind of shoot out from her as soon as their, uh, as soon as their weapons, you know, make contact with her. So she's actually going to embed herself, surround herself by minions. Okay. You pop in. Uh, it is the army's turn. So, against you, some attacks come in. Natural 20. That does hit. Total of a 21. That does hit. So, you're going to take... D4 is the easiest die to pick up. 19 points of assorted physical damage. Okay. And that'll be, you know, whatever your fire... What's your fire shield do? So, my fire shield automatically does 2d6 or 2d8 points of fire damage to anyone who's hit me with a melee attack. Do they get a save? No. No save? No save. Okay. Well, uh, as they strike out, you burst forth flames and take one down. It's a, it's a fourth level spell, so it's, you know. Understandable. Not- Is that concentration? Nope. How's that not concentration? Thank you, Tasha. Tasha's, the spell's coming out of Tasha's. Oh, <laughs> the they bane just, of your existence. They just exist to make my life difficult. <laughs> well, hey, they came out actually with a spell that makes conjuring animals easier. Oh, so. I know. I plan on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so one attack at you hits you for a decent bit, and then. <laughs> but then it, it, that creature immediately goes ah! down. <laughs> yeah. And then against Carhoon, that's a garbage roll, so that's a, not a hit. All right. And you see. You know, around you, the battle is raging. The two forces have collided, and now you know they're well in- entwined with each other, making their way. It seems like uh, having caught this force off guard, uh, your your forces have made pretty good progress in the initial push. Uh, but the enemies are lining up and and reinforcing themselves. Okay. Uh, to you know stay in it. So you made a good initial push, uh, but it's going to be a bit more of a slog to get through the rest of it. And... Hey, at least starting out with not necessarily, you know, advantage, advantage, but 
at least having things not stacked against us from the get-go, that's huge. And as you uh, are watching, more reinforcements jump from the trenches and join the battle. Great. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. You can see Hakon and Grisham, you know, fighting off to your off to your left, cutting through more of these, making their way, and, you know, arrows sailing overhead into the bulk of the army that is rushing up from behind. It's Carhoon's turn. All right, Carhoon is going to, again, do what Carhoon does best and move up and swing with his giant great axe. Okay. It's not actually giant. It's just fun to think of it as comically large. Mod gallops up. Carhoon reaches down with his axe. Who's he swinging at first? All right, he's going to target this slightly beefier minion. All right. 21. 21 hits. It does not go down. Okay. Yet. Do I need to roll damage or it just takes more? Mm, actually, roll damage. Okay. 15 points of slashing damage. 15. Okay. Uh, it doesn't go down. These ones are either uh, a damage threshold or uh, two, two hits. All right. Well, he's going to swing at it again then. Okay. 18 to hit. Okay. Second swing brings it down. Awesome. <laughs> and then he's going to use his third attack at that minion that is right in front of him. Okay. Again, 21 to hit. 21 to hit. Takes it down. So Carhoon right. runs up, has a brief, like, swings at this thing. It parries, jumps back, and then comes around from the other side and just, like, cleaves it in twain. <laughs> nice. And swings around to the other side and takes out a, a goblin trying to run past. Mm-hmm. Your turn. All right. She's going to... She notices that these, um, like, more minions have burst out from the trenches, and so she is going to... Uh, look to the heavens and she is going to cast a call lightning. Okay. And she is going to... It is not storm. <laughs> Thankfully, because the damage doesn't necessarily matter, that's... <laughs> Just that's, saying. That's why I Just letting you know. I contemplated being like, should I ask if it's stormy? And then I was it like, oh, not. okay, the hit points don't really matter, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just trying to hit as many creatures as I can at yep. one time. So <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's exactly why I didn't ask. You know me too well. All right. I am going to bring a bolt of lightning down on... She just pointed at a particular individual. Yeah, at this one square, and then each person within a five-foot... Uh, yeah, each adjacent square also needs to make a dex saving throw, please. All right, so there are four of them. Um, does an 18 save? Oh, it just meets it. Okay. So, actually, three of them save, but one of them fails. Oh, man. So the one directly in the center of this lightning <laughs> bolt just gets electrocuted it's and get crispy. dissolves into a pile of dust. The other three manage to jump back. <gasps> I rolled, I rolled like two 19s. Oh, that's so... F- oh. Uh, jump back and manage to avoid getting shocked to death this time around. Anything else that you do? Yes. I am going to move and purposefully incur a couple of attacks to try to get my fire shield to work, but then no longer be immediately adjacent to some folks. Okay. Oh, I rolled another natural 20. Well, that will be a hit. That will be a hit. Uh, 19 points of uh, amalgamated physical damage, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Hit, hit, hit. Another one bursts into flames as it reaches out. Awesome. 
takes a swing at you. All right, that is my turn. That is your turn. Kind of backed up a little bit just to to better survey, you know, where we are in the battlefield. Okay. The army goes. A couple arrows come towards you. Uh, 16, or sorry, 12 to hit. That's going to be a miss, I'm sure. And then at Carhoon, uh, 20. That just hits. Got his AC up to 19. What's haggling that? Adding that plus one, but... Mm -hmm. It's pretty good AC. It is a pretty good AC. Carhoon is going to take 13 points uh, of various damages. Alrighty. Um, and... 13, you said, or 15? 13. 13. So Carhoon gets, like, slashed on the ankle as he's riding by by a goblin with a curved mm, knife. Mm-hmm. And just ah, laughs it's at him. It's like his ankle is right up there. Like, perfect striking range. Stab, stab, stab. And, yeah, you can just continue to see the rest of your, uh, you know, paladinic forces roaming through, cutting swaths of death wherever they roam. But there are just innumerable amounts of these enemies lining up to take their place. Hmm. Karnoon's turn. All right. He is going to move forward and he's going to... He's going to actually target the three, <laughs> uh, the three minions who are able to leap out of the way from Octavia's lightning bolt. He's maybe hoping that you know they're they're maybe a little discombobulated from literally almost being hit with lightning. Okay. So he's going to roll once, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Roll a second time, sixteen. Yeah. Okay. And then his <laughs> final time, twenty-four. Yeah. So he turns around. Cuts down the goblin who just stabbed him, and then takes down like a kobold and a orc. Nice. <laughs> just getting spattered. <laughs> you, uh, the battle map is amazing here because there's there's just literally this. Carhoon is literally just cutting a path through. Yeah. There's this like ten foot area surrounding him where there are no bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with his with his attack bonus, it's very difficult for him to miss against yeah. against these. Well, his, his bonus is a plus 10 yeah. and he gets to attack three times. Yeah. So. so he has to roll extraordinarily low to actually not hit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Carhoon keeps working his way through, cutting a path. Your turn, and then the army. All right. Seeing how, how well Carhoon is just carving in to this um, front, kind of like a Thanksgiving Day turkey, she is going to bring a lightning bolt down 20 feet ahead of Carhoon exactly. There are a group of uh, three minions right there, so they're all going to have to save, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Dex saves, please. All right, so the two normal minions, there's two normal and one advanced. Oh my gosh, I rolled two natural 20s. I'm not even joking. Two die, two 20s. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. They're coming back for me when it he counts. He is not wrong. Oh my gosh, take a picture of that. Uh, and then... No, it's legit. I can see it from here. That's dope. I mean, not great, because my... They don't go down, but that's still super cool. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the advanced minion. Come on. <laughs> Natural 19. Oh, come on. Are you serious? I rolled a 20, a 20, and a 19 on those three. Oh, my nine. gosh. What are those statistics? I'm coming back. Gosh. I'm coming back. No. I was so enjoying this, this stint of my rolling well and your rolling poorly. And right in time oh, for the end no. game. My die are on my side. Oh. 
Uh, lightning bolt clatters down, but these three just like spring off to the side. Do a little. You you caught the three most nimble mm-hmm. people in this entire army. They both just they all three of them just do a little ninja roll off to the side. Well, that's all she can do right now. So Un- that's all she's scathed. gonna do. All right. Uh, it is the army's turn. The army does a few things. One, this path that Carhoon has cut, they see their line being broken, and some of them are going to shift to mm. fill in the gaps. Uh, there are going to be some attacks levied against you. This is an 18 hit you. It does. All right. You're going to take nine points of various damages. Alrighty. And then against Carhoon. Uh, you're too far away for your fire shield to do anything because you kind that's of right. retreated against Carhoon is a 12, so that's going to miss. Miss, yeah. So Carhoon, surrounded on all sides, you see these uh, forces closing in on him, but you're, you're making progress. Mm-hmm. You're making progress, uh, kind of working your way through. You can see up ahead this city that is, you know, more more reinforcements are kind of pouring out of it but uh your you and your army is making progress you can see the town ahead there's a large front gate that seems to be uh hastily constructed and reinforced with bits of like scrap metal Mm -hmm. and and driftwood not driftwood but like scrap wood Uh, a big old set of gates and two watchtowers on either side with archers raining arrows down you know that once you break through here you're gonna have to get through that okay Top of the round, Carhoon. All right, he is going to move forward and again <laughs> target the three minions who <laughs> successfully dodged out of Octavia's lightning bolt. And she's right. like, I- "I'm just identifying the ones you should you should get. <laughs> those ones, it's just those yeah. ones." Uh, all right, which one first? The advanced uh, or he's the going one? to target the advanced one first. All right, thirteen. Thirteen total. Total. That's a miss. Okay, roll to three gonna swing at the advanced one again it has a higher ac as well 14 oh, i think 14 is gonna miss too uh 14 misses oh, man and so he's gonna swing at one of the normal minions mm-hmm. 18 18 yep goodness yeah. gracious so he takes two swings but this thing turns around with an enormous sword and just like parries parries brings up a shield cartoon's axe slams off of it to no avail so he frustrated turns around and just takes out one of the, the little things running by. Your turn. All right. Is Carhoon having as much difficulty as you did? Yeah. Ugh. Maybe the tides have turned. Maybe. Um, She is going to bring down another bolt of lightning. Okay. She is going to target three of the minions that came to close in the ranks to, again, try to keep this, this path open. Okay. These are three regular minions. Uh, natural one, so one fails. Okay. A 16. Fail. A 19. Succeed. Okay, so two of them. All right, and then she's... turned into piles of dust. She's also going to ride forward to hopefully maybe get hit so that she could just... Anytime she gets hit, if she's in melee, someone else goes down. So she's going to go up adjacent to one of these other minions in the front. Okay. Well, it is the army's turn so some attacks against you natural 20 are you serious not even joking orange oh crush has rolled gosh. like 
Seven, like, yeah, well. Oh okay. my word! You're back, well, baby. Yes, that does hit. You're back. <laughs> we back. Goodness gracious! Eighteen points of various damage. Okay, it's funny because I've gotten hit four times for nineteen points of damage. 19 points of damage, 9 points of damage, and then 18. It's just funny yeah. how they're all, like, similar in numerics. They've been, I've been I've been rolling pretty well on my yeah, damages against you. Uh, and then against Carhoon. Oh, wait, that one who is next to me will there. just go... <laughs> Poof. Um, does a 15. No. Nope. All right. Nothing against Cahoon. All right, he's able to... I feel like he's up against, again, that minion who... Or the stronger minion that they've been just... Now they're just, like, trading blows kind of for the first <sighs> time. He hasn't been able to easily, you know, take down someone. And right. they're actually... He's meeting someone who's a bit more, actually, of his caliber. Right, right. Man, now would be a great time if you knew Fireball. Too bad you don't, because you're a Too druid. Too bad I don't. All right, it's Carhoon's turn. All right, he is going to again swing at this slightly stronger minion. Okay. 22. Yes, hit. He's going to swing again. Roll roll me damage because you might hit the uh, threshold. And just save that, that die roll. Only 10. Okay, no, yep. Uh, natty 18 for the second hit. Takes it down. All right. Finally, after banding back and forth for like 16, mm-hmm. 12, 18 seconds. Down. And then he's going to take his final and third swing at another normal minion. 22. Yep. Cuts it down. Uh, looks ahead and sees that there's there's not too many. Turns back and shouts, there's a path through. We need to widen it. Okay. So yeah, we Octavia and Carhoon were able to successfully like cut through the middle of this. There is a path, but now takes him out on either side and he should be set. It is your turn. You know this will be a, a big battle, so you don't necessarily want to blow everything you got right. at the start. But at the same time... All right, Octavia is going to ride forward so that she is again adjacent to a creature. And then she is going to bring another fi- uh, firebolt <laughs> uh, uh, bolt of lightning down onto a square. Perfect. Okay. So she brings it down on a point. There are four... Uh, enemies around that one advanced and three regular minions so the three regulars are gonna try to skedaddle um two fail one gets something in the 20s that succeeds and then the advanced it's gonna fail as well awesome so it needs one more hit and then it'll go down okay very good and that is what she does that's what you do all right beautiful army's turn Takes a shot at Carhoon. Nat- oh my gosh, I used a different die and I got another natural Are you 20. serious? I am not joking. That's obscene. I decided to switch to another die because Orange Crush was getting so hot. It's like, well, I'll give him a fighting chance, oh I guess. Gosh. But nope. I got a... <sighs> this one I did not roll well for the damage, so it's only going to be three. Oh, okay, great. Points against Carhoon. And then against you is a... 18. Mm, hits. Okay. Uh, 10 points of damage, and one of the attackers bursts into flames. Awesome. Beautiful. Um, okay, you can see, yeah, there is this path, and you've you've almost widened it quite a bit, and you can feel uh, the rumbling of the army behind you. 
making their way for this. And you can see that other groups, Grisham and Hakon leading a group that's also cutting a swath through these this paladinic group that's just like all decimating huge sections. You feel like uh, a little bit more, maybe one more round. We'll see what happens. Uh, it is Carhoon's turn. Carhoon goes to a spot where he can get two minions, but then also comes against the uh, the slightly stronger minion that Octavia hit the one time with the, the lightning bolt and hopefully would be able to get it down again with just one swing. <laughs> All right, he's going to swing three times. First at the minion, the, the stronger minion. 28. Cuts it down. And then again at these normal two minions on either side. Mm-hmm. 15. Toast. All right. 19. Toast. Somebody having breakfast? Because those guys are toast. <laughs> All right. Karun rides off in an attempt to widen this lane. Your turn. All right. I Takes am going down. to bring down a crackling bolt of lightning actually quite close to me. All right. But, and of course, not enough to actually get myself. <laughs> right. There's a group of uh, three right there. They're all going to try to save. Dex saves. Oh, these are all going to fail? I rolled a one, a two, and a seven. Awesome! Woo! So their their bonus isn't enough to get it to what it needs, so they all... Finally take out three. Get all one, crispy five. Go. Awesome. Do you move? I'm going to retreat a bit because I'm like, I've been hit a lot. All right, so you're just kind of doing loops in this battlefield. Cast yeah. your spells, run it back. Cast your spells, run it back. Exactly. <laughs> get, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> They're it, like, I'm somewhat squishy. It is the opposing army's turn, and you can see uh, in the short amount of time you've done a, a pretty good bit of damage to their forces, and you hear from the back more horns going off. Mm. And they seem to be fallback horns as the uh, group starts moving back to the fortified positions to uh, try to slow the onslaught of the free forces of Moir. So all of these uh, orcs and goblins start turning and, and running back towards the reinforced walls of Arkans Crossing. Arrows are, are still being fired across from, from your side, and things are getting cut down as they start to retreat. But they're moving back into <sighs> fortification. Okay. And we're going to pick up there next week. Oh, man! Oh, that went so quickly! Oh, this was really fun. I think that worked really well. Thank you. Oh, man. Well, whew. thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard in this past hour or so, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. We really love seeing the messages that we've been sent uh, lately, and it really just means a whole lot when... Uh, you guys who are listening tell us how much the show means to you it yeah it really just bolsters our sales Alrighty, catch y'all next week <laughs>